0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Jumping through the word of the Lord. I don't have a text again, but we are... A few weeks ago, we kind of started a little journey in the book of Daniel. And uh, we're just going to continue on. Um, and I'm going to talk to you from uh, this title, Still Standing still standing. Now, before you get your hopes up and be like, oh, this is going to be a message on faith and standing strong in the faith. It is not. I'm just kidding. It it absolutely is that type of a message. So, (laughs) oh, no, wrong Sunday. Uh, But Daniel chapter 10 is uh, is where we'll begin. And uh, let me just ask you, um, how many of you are Praying and, and believing for miracles right now, just by show of hands. How many of you are praying and believing for? How many of you maybe have a specific prayer that you've been praying or you've been praying for a specific situation for quite some time, right? And, and it, it could be anything, right? It could be, um, you know, to overcome something, to get through, have a, have a breakthrough of some sort, say a relational breakthrough. Um, or, you know, praying for your children uh, to turn their, their lives to God, or a spouse. Could be any of those things. Could be a physical need in your body. And I know we have quite a few of those in our church, um, you know, needs that you've probably been praying for for a long time. And I, and I know that there are many, no matter the need, right, that you've been believing God for a long time for something significant and you maybe still haven't seen the results. If that shoe fits you, I, I believe God has a word for you today. And so we're going to be in Daniel chapter 10, and I, I just kind of want to give you the <clears throat> context uh, of where we are. Daniel is an, he's an old man at this point in the story. It's, it's interesting, right? You read the book of Daniel, and you just think he's this guy in his 20s the entire time. But he ages just like the rest of us, and so um but but he's an old man at this point, and literally for for decades and decades, he's been standing firm in the faith, believing that God would do some miracles and uh, if you remember a few weeks ago we talked about how Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple and took uh many young men and 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 made them into slaves and so Daniel, for decades, has been praying that God would restore uh, uh, the temple that was destroyed um, and that his Jewish sisters and brothers who've been in bondage for all those years would be released and go back to their homeland. And there there were some signs that this might actually happen, but all of a sudden, Daniel receives a vision from God that was so disturbing to him, all he could do was seek God in prayer. He saw a vision of more war, he saw a vision of more hardship, and, and is like, I've been praying for decades through hard times. And now I see it's not really, there's more hard times coming, right? I mean, if I'm Daniel's like, this can't be serious. Like, sir, surely we're about to enter into a new season. So Daniel did what Daniel always did. He sought God in prayer. For 21 days, he went on a fast. And at the end of the 21-day period, he had a vision of this angelic being. And there are Many conversations around who this figure was. Many scholars believe that this was a Christophany, right? This was Christ in the Old Testament revealing Himself, and and many times God would reveal Himself in many different ways. But we're gonna look at it together. And here's what Daniel said. He said this in in chapter ten, verse number five. He said, "I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His Body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. This sounds to me a lot like John's vision in Revelation 19. Verse 6 says, His arms and his feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. I mean, when he spoke, it was like tens or hundreds or thousands were speaking. That's how powerful. His voice was. And verse 7 says, only I, Daniel said, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. Isn't it interesting that Daniel was the only one to see this vision? I mean, he's got a group of guys around him. Uh, and, and, and with him, but none of them was able to see what Daniel was able to see. Why is that? Well, I mean, nobody can really know for sure, but here's what we do know. There are times when God will reveal something to someone and not necessarily to someone else. And I'm not talking about new revelations that change or add to the Word of God. Stay away from those people, okay? his word is forever settled in heaven, okay? God will not give you a new revelation that speaks against what he already settled, all right? Or add to what he's already settled. But oftentimes, God will show you something and you'll see it, but not everyone around you will see it or feel it the way that you feel it. In fact, for those of you who've been in this a long time, chances are at some point in your journey, God showed you something that was really powerful, right? But maybe not everybody around. It might be, you know, you're reading through your Bible one day, and there was a verse that you've read like tens, 20, 30 times before but this time, it was like the verse just jumped out off of the page, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, this is, this is amazing. This just speaks to me." And then you go tell your friends about it. You're like, "Look at this verse. This is amazing." And they're like, "Yeah, that's you know, are we doing lunch or not? Like, are we gonna are we gonna go grab coffee? I mean, that's good. That's cool." And and you're just like, "Oh man, God show was showing you something, right? But he wasn't necessarily showing them at the same time." But you've seen it, and it's like the heavens opened up, man, and God was speaking to you directly. And the reason that you, you heard it like that and you're going to hear it this way is because God has something to show you. God's trying to speak to you, and that's how good God is, right? He can give you a specific word, a specific word. And, uh, and so Daniel has a moment like this. And in verse 8, the middle of the verse, he says this. He's in the presence of this angelic being, and he says, My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale. I felt very weak. Watch what happens in verse 9. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. That is powerful. I heard a sound heard the sound of his voice, and I could no no longer stand, and I fell face down. Listen, the strongest of men cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. The strongest. And if you've ever had a moment deeply in the presence of God, listen, you lose strength. You you don't want to stand. I've been in services before where it just felt like the proper thing to do was just to lay flat on your face that there, there are those moments, there are those times, and those of you, again, who've been following Jesus for a long time, I hope that you've had moments like this, where you're so in the presence of God that you may simultaneously be grieved over the depravity of your own sinfulness and yet rejoicing over the beauty of his grace, knowing that you've been forgiven of it all. I mean, there are those moments. In, 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 a, in a moment with God, You're overwhelmed by His comfort and by His presence and by His assurance, and you just don't want it to end. He's like, lock the doors. Let's stay here forever, right? And I believe that that moments like that are possible. I believe they're possible today. Why? Because the presence of the Lord is here. And and it, it may not be all of us. It may not be many, but I believe that there are those that are going to hear something that's going to move you. And you're going to leave, or you're going to walk away, a different person because God has something specific for you. So how does this apply to our life? How do you, how do you, how do you remain standing? Right? How do you stand firm in the faith when you're praying and you don't see anything happening? We're gonna see a few things here to remember, and uh, if you're if you're taking notes. Uh, the the, the first thing is this. You want to remember this. God cares about you more than you do. God cares about you more than you do. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 10, Daniel says this. Watch what he says. He says, just then a hand touched me and did what? Lifted me. Just then, a hand touched me and lifted me. You see, the hand of God never extends to condemn. It always extends to lift somebody up. And this is what Daniel says. Just then, the hand touched me and lifted me. And some of you, I believe, are going to sense the hand of God lifting you today. Still trembling to my hands and knees, verse number 11. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God let me pause right there. I believe that there are those today that, that, that need to hear just that. I believe that there are those that need to hear that's the word for you this morning. This is why you're here today to know and understand that you are precious to God, that you are valuable to God, that God loves you and that God cares about you and that there's nothing you can do to make him love you more and there's nothing you can do to cause him to love you less. He loves you not just because of what he does, but it's literally who he is. Understand this morning, you are precious to him. Precious, and that word precious, it means valuable. I have to be honest with you. I love a lot of people, um, but they're not precious to me. My, my wife, she's precious to me. My children, they are precious to me. My UPS driver, I get along with him. Love the guy. He's not precious to me. Except for when that package comes through on time, Christmas time. No, I'm just kidding. You want to run out and give him a big old hug? You are the man. But, but, but not everyone, I, I love a lot of people, but not everyone is precious to me. Understand, you're precious to God. God looks at you with the same kind of love that a loving father has for his children. You are precious. He cares about you more than you even care about yourself. That's an amazing thought. Daniel goes on again in, in, in verse, verse 11, he's, you are precious precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up. Everybody say stand up. Stand up. We're going to stand up. He says, for I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. God cares about you more than you do. The second, the second thing I want you to remember as, as, as we're in this journey, we're praying for things and, and maybe we're not really seeing anything yet. One, one, another thing we have to understand God is doing more than you even understand. God is doing more, way more than you. This is, I mean, this is about to get really cool in in my opinion. We're gonna look at verse number 12. Verse number 12 says, Then said the angel being said to me, Daniel said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God. Your request has been heard in heaven. Since the first time you prayed, God heard your prayer. He said, I've come in answer to your prayer. Now, verse number 13, and I've got to warn you, if you think it's been weird so far, you ain't seen anything yet. Verse 13, the angelic being said, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. So let's talk about this because this is really interesting. Let me first talk to those of you who, and I saw your hands go up already, so you're already committed to this, all right? Those of you who've been praying for a long time about something. Those of you who've been praying so long that you even wonder if it's worth it. Those who have been praying so long, you probably at some points hear a little voice in your head that says, why even bother? God doesn't, God doesn't, God doesn't care about this. I mean, if God, if God were going to do something, he would have done it a long time ago. You're praying and you're just wasting your breath and that you think God's not listening and he's got not going to do anything about it. It must not be his will because if it was his will, something would have happened by now. I want to talk to those of you who have that in your heart even now, and I want you to understand, the first time you prayed, God heard your cry. The first time you prayed for healing that person that you love, God heard your prayer. The first time you prayed for your child and begged God to do a miracle in their life, God heard your prayer. The first time you ever prayed and said those words, God heard it, and God loves a persistent prayer. He loves it when we cry out to him again and again. He loves the faithful, persistent prayer of his saints. But the first time you ever prayed, the first time you ever called upon him, heaven heard your prayer. The first time you cried out faith and believing, heaven opened and God heard the prayer. Now, again, verse 13, this is, this is, this is, this is so cool. But for 21 days, the spirit, wait. How many days? 21 days. How many days did Daniel fast? 21 days. Now, that's interesting to me. For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Now, who is this spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia? Again, we're not totally sure, but what most Bible scholars believe, and I I agree, is that this is the demonic force, okay? And if you'll remember, some of the angels rebelled against God in the early days, right? And they're known as the fallen angels. Many believe that those were the demonic forces that do battle in the kingdom world today. And so what we have to remember, I mean, we could parse that out and have conversations about who exactly this is, but what we have to remember, the point is, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of this dark world in other In other words, what what, what you see with your eyes is not all that there is. I mean, don't ever believe that just this physical realm is is all that there is, okay? And so here's what's powerful. Think about this. Daniel prayed, and he continued to pray, and he continued to pray, and he prayed again, and what did he see? Not one thing. Nothing. He saw, he didn't see anything. But just because he didn't see anything did not mean that God wasn't doing anything. And I know that's speaking to some people today because you've been praying for a long time and you've been crying out to God for a long time and you haven't seen anything. But hear me, just because you don't see anything doesn't mean that God's not doing anything. The first time you prayed, I said the first time you prayed, heaven heard the cry, heaven heard the prayer, and God started to work. He released his angelic beings and they're they doing warfare for you in, in, in a way that you don't even understand. So guess what? Just keep praying. Just keep believing. Just keep petitioning. Just keep taking it to God in prayer. And you may not see anything right away, but you have no idea you have no idea what kind of battle is going on in the heavenly realms from a God who loves you so much that he's working behind the scenes and and doing things that you can't see, things that you probably wouldn't even understand, all because he loves you and cares about you. 21 days earlier, when Daniel saw nothing, there's a battle that's raging in heaven. Because heaven heard the prayer the very first time you prayed it. So just because you don't see anything doesn't mean that God isn't doing anything. God is doing more than you even understand. So how do you how do you how do you how do you stay standing when you don't see anything happening, Bryce? How do you how do you stay standing when you when you when you just you you pray and you prayed and you prayed and we've we've talked about this like right where the. We're the microwave generation that's serving a crockpot God, right? We want, it, we want it right now. We just want it just quickly. We like to go through the drive through and we just want to put our order in, and we want to pull around to the—we don't even want to do the first window where we're paid. Let's do it all at one window. Let's knock it all out. Let's get it and move on. Okay. What, do you, what do you do when you're standing, trying to remain standing through all of this? One thing you got to understand is God is doing more than you understand. God is doing way more than you understand. God is is working behind the scenes. God is, is putting the pieces of the puzzle together. God is working all things together for the good to those that love and those that are called according to this purpose. You have to understand this. You have to understand this. And I know it's difficult. Nobody's up there trying to say this is easy, Right? Nobody's trying to utter. Walking by faith isn't the easiest thing in the world. We sing, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." And we only know that because we're on the other side of a lot of things that we've seen him come through. But we're still trusting him with the, with the future. That's not easy. It turns out being sweet, and that's why we can sing the, sing the song, right? But in the moment, sometimes it's not just so sweet. Sometimes it's pulling your hair out. Sometimes it's confusion. Sometimes it's hurt. Sometimes it's why, why, why? Why am I going through this? Why am I up against this? Why haven't I ha- had an answer yet? Why have I not had a breakthrough yet? Sometimes that's what it's looked like. Is this okay? I'm just being real transparent with you. This, this, this is what it is. We have to know at the end of the day, God is doing more than we could even understand. And then lastly, all right, so where we're at, God cares about you more than you do. God cares about you more than you do. That's amazing because I know a lot of people who are selfish people put themselves ahead of, and God, God loves those people more than they love themselves. God cares about you more than you do. Second point, God's doing more than you understand. And then lastly, God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. I'm gonna ask our music to come. And, and, and this, this, this principle This, God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. This is a New Testament principle. Paul actually said this. In your weakness, his strength is made perfect. I know how it is. We don't like to lead with weakness, we don't like to be cast in that light. We don't want Really, anyone to know uh, any weaknesses that we have, we like to cover those up. Like the man with the withered hand, just behind his back. Jesus told him, "Stretch, stretch forth your hand. Let me see what's 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 the weakness." We don't like that, but this is a New Testament principle. Paul said, "In your weakness, his strength is made perfect." I, I, I've given this illustration before. Um, I know it doesn't look like it, but I've been in the gym for about ten years. Thank you, um, but uh, we'll do these things in in our in our in our workouts, okay? The, and they're normally at the end of a workout, right? We'll do a what's called a burnout set, a burnout set, where we'll take real light weight and we'll just do as many reps as we possibly can do, okay? And, and sometimes we'll take the weights off as we go. As we can't do another rep, we'll just take the weight off. We'll get, we'll get all the way down to the bar, which looks ridiculous. Okay, but it's really, it's really effective. Okay, so you're going, you're burning through. You're like first 20, this is like, this is so stupid, like 30 or so. You're kind of moving on. 40, man, your muscles start to burn. I mean, fire. And I'm always nervous about people walking in the gym when I'm doing these burnout sets. Like, look at that grown man over there just struggling with that bar. (laughs) You know, it's like, what's he doing? (laughs) I really wanted to just, like, put a sign up, burnout set in progress here, you know, just so people know. Maybe that's a pride thing. I need to work on that. But to see a grown man struggling uh, and another grown man standing over and come on! More! And we're doing all these reps and and that's what it is you have a spotter so you don't kill yourself right they're there to support you and to encourage you and 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 you be going like it's high reps as many as you can do and we maybe have a target we're gonna do we're gonna do 60 reps we're gonna do 50 reps whatever and so you're like just going and your muscles are on fire and your spotter hollers out 10 And you're like, 10 more, I'm about to pass out, bro. Like I'm literally about to fade away and die. But your spotter will start to help you a little bit, right? He'll put his hands under the bar and help lift each rep, still yelling at you, come on, push, more, it's all you, it's all you. And I've been in those sets before where I had about maybe three or four reps left to go to hit the number and I just had nothing left. And they're yelling at me, you know, still yelling, come on, it's all you. But I've been in those where I literally just let go, and they're the one doing the rep. They're the one doing the pulling. And we get all the way done, and they're like, man, nice set. Nice set. That was all you. And I'm like, that was all you. That wasn't me. It looked like me, but I had nothing left. What happened? When I got to the end of my strength, their strength took over. What happened when I had nothing left? They stepped in. And some of you, you're going to come to a place in your faith where you feel, you feel like you got nothing left. That you're just at the, you're at the end of it. Let me tell you, that's when you're strongest. Not in your own power but that's when his power becomes most real. And hear me, please hear me. Until you fully embrace your weakness, you will never appreciate and experience his strength. You'll just keep trying. Try harder, run faster, climb a tree, do whatever you can to put yourself in position. That's not weakness. But when you recognize, I prayed, and I don't have any more faith, and I physically don't have any more strength, I'm at the end of myself. That's when the power of God becomes more real to you than ever before. Daniel says this in verse 17, How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is God. The New Living Testament says, it it, it, it says, I can hardly breathe. Some of you are all too familiar with that place. My strength is gone, Bryce. My strength is gone, Pastor. I've been hanging on for a while now, Not, I, and I, but I can't do it for much longer. I've been praying for a breakthrough for so long, but my strength is gone. I want you to see and hear verse number 18 says this. Then the one who looked like a man did what? He touched me again. Daniel said, I felt my strength returning when he touched me again. I felt the strength come back. Church, don't miss the power of that. Some of you, this is all that you need. This is the word that you need. That is, the, that is the sentence that you've been sitting there waiting for. It's your God moment. One touch, and you can be restored. One touch, and you can come back. One touch, and it'll bring you back to believing God again, having faith again. Maybe you've been gone for years, but one touch, God can restore it all and keep you going. One touch. One touch and everything can change. That's why we don't overlook a Sunday service. This isn't just another service, man. This, we aren't just doing this just so you can send up to the district say, "Hey, we had Sunday. Here's our here's, our, uh, here's how many people we had." This is no. This is not another Sunday. This isn't just another service. We believe that one touch, one touch can absolutely change everything. Daniel said, I have no strength but one touch, and I felt my strength return. In verse 19, he said, don't be afraid. Stand with me, if you will. What's interesting about this verse, and we're getting ready to read it, he's already said these words. But he's like, in other words, if you didn't hear it the first time, I'm going to tell you again. You are precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. How can you remain standing? How can you keep standing in the faith? Because the first time you prayed, God heard your prayer. And he released those angelic forces to do a work in the heavenly realms. Let me just be real honest with you. God may do exactly what you're praying him to do. God may do it exactly how you ask for him to do it. God may come through exactly when you ask him to come through, or he may not. But just because you don't see anything doesn't mean he's not doing something. And people are going to look on, and they're going to wonder, man, how are you still standing How are you holding it together? How are you hanging in there? How come you haven't given up? You're going to say this, because I understand, I realize that God cares about me more than I care about myself, and that God is doing way more than I even understand, and I know and understand that his strength is made perfect in my weakness, and I've embraced my weakness, friend, therefore, I've tapped into his strength, and what I need to understand and what you need to understand understand is I continue to stand. I continue to believe. I continue to pray. I continue to go on with everything. Because the first time I prayed, God heard my prayer. How are you still standing, man? You're going to look at them and say, I trust in a God who is good. I trust in a God who's working all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to purpose. That's how I continue to stand. It's just because we don't see anything. <laughs> and that's what you need to let your circle know so they can stop coming back to you. And then how are you still standing? They just tell them once and for all that God is doing something. Just because you don't see it, friend, just know God is working. Hey, I don't see a building being built out in a field right now, but I know God is working. I know God's putting pieces together. I don't see my lost family sitting here on the front row this morning, but I know God's doing something. God's connecting all the dots outside of here. He's doing way more than I understand. Lift your hands with me. Lift your voice. Why don't you pray with me? Come on, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray that in your presence, God, your spirit, would strengthen your church to have faith to believe that what your will is in heaven would be done on earth. God, as it is in heaven, let it be done in landmark, apostolic. Come on, all across the sanctuary right now, those of you who would say, yes, God is speaking directly to me. There's something I've been praying for and, and, and need to, need this to keep believing. Come on, there are others who would say, you know what? I admit, I, I stopped praying for something, but God is touching me, and I feel strength returning, and I want to believe again. I want to keep praying and believing for a miracle. With this help, I will continue you to still stand come on those of you who would thank you for listening special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry if you would like more information please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net but have a great day and god bless